Hey everyone, welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. And this is Jen Otero. And this is our second week of our discussion on our authority in Christ. As we're setting the foundation and preparing to kind of kick into our discussion on the keys to freedom in the upcoming weeks. And so today we are really going to be hitting more on the practicality of it. If you did not join us last week, we encourage you to kind of go back, give it a good listen. We really talked about the word and what authority really is for us as believers based in scripture, based Mm -hmm. in what the word of God says. And so that really is the foundation to the foundation of what Mm -hmm. we're talking about today, but really kicking in today about the practicality, because when it comes to our authority in Christ, as much as it very much is about the enemy and dealing with his schemes and his plots, there is also that reality of understanding that the name of Jesus is above every name. And there's so much victory that he afforded for us on the cross. Mm -hmm. But so often we walk through life, not walking that out, not experiencing that because we're not putting to work some of the tools and the practicality of really walking in our authority, whether that's in a place of prayer or closing doors to the enemy or however that may look, there's much that today can hold. And mm-hmm. so we're really excited to kind of unpack that and to give Liz listeners an idea of kind of how that plays out mm-hmm. in day to day as a son or daughter of God. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this last week, but this is kind of an area where I'm just now learning mm-hmm. what this looks like in the last few years of my life um, because I kind of understood some of the concept and some of what we talked about last week, but I had no idea what it looked like to walk it out on my own, mm-hmm. you know, and in my life. And so I'm excited to jump into this today yeah. because as I, th- I think I mentioned this last week, like it doesn't really do us a whole lot of good to just know that we have authority if we aren't if we aren't using it, That's right. not walking it out. So I think I had this authority when I became a believer, but as we kind of use the, you know, analogy of, I mean, just because you've got a $20 bill in your pocket, if you don't know it's there, it's not doing you an ounce of good. That's so true. And so I think that honestly, why there's a lot of believers today who are still walking in yeah. bondage and walking around kind of as victim it's because they they have this thing in their back pocket but they don't know it's there Mm -hmm. so they're not taking it out and using it and so they're still just kind of walking around in chains and so it's heartbreaking to see it because you're like oh if you only knew what was yours um it would just change everything so I can think of an example in my own life of what this has meant specifically when it comes to my prayer life I think when we're talking about authority it's really really important that we first of all understand what is my inheritance? Like, mm-hmm. what does God promise to me is mine because I am his? And that list could go on and on and on and on. There's so much in scripture that the Lord has promised is ours when we are his. And so, first of all, I feel like it's really important that we be very well acquainted with those promises in right. scripture and that we know them and that we can pull those out at the drop of a hat. But how it ended up looking for me was that when I started realizing what my authority was and what my inheritance was as a daughter of God, when I prayed, I was no longer really praying from a place of asking and begging and pleading for the Lord to give me something that he already said was mine. Mm -hmm. And when he said that your inheritance as my daughter is, is joy or is peace or whatever it might be. When I'm having a lack of that, I don't go to him and say, Lord, give this to me. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm like, I feel like he's saying, well, you have it. Mm-hmm. It's your inheritance. It's already yours. So instead of me going to ask God to give me something that he's already said is mine, I now rise up in authority and I say, enemy, you can't steal this from me That's anymore. Right. So I'm taking back my joy. I'm taking back my peace. That fear, that anxiety, in the name of Jesus, you have to go mm-hmm. because that's not my inheritance as a daughter of God. What is my inheritance is this, an enemy, you're trying to steal this from me and I'm going to take it back right now. And so it's just understanding that like those things that God has promised to you, 
they're yours. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go around asking him for it because he's already given it to you. It's part of the deal. It's part of your inheritance. And so I do always think it's important that I point out when I am demanding my rights as a daughter of God, I'm not demanding of God. I'm Mm -hmm. not telling God what he's going to give me. I'm demanding it back from the one who's trying to steal it from me. So I think that's an important delineation because some people can feel very weird about that. Like, how can you just like demand something like I'm not demanding from him because he's already given it to me Mm -hmm. from the Lord. I'm demanding it from the one who's trying to take it away. So I just think that's really important to draw the line. It's so good. And I think too, the other thought that comes to mind, even as we're kind of kicking into the practicality of authority, but also in the weeks to come with the keys is that I think what I have found over the years that there is such a simplicity to this that we tend to forget that we, I think in our human nature, we tend to complicate things in general, but that God didn't make this stuff hard or complicated. It really is a simplicity to everything that he asks us to do. So just like you said, if I'm recognizing that I'm lacking joy in my life, I can look and go, okay, well, what is operating in my life. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm really anxious. I'm really worried. There's not a whole lot of room in me left for joy because I have all of these other things that are not light, that -hmm. are not fruit of the spirit. It's all darkness. And so it almost becomes the opposite game to some degree is the way that I often explain it is if I see anxiety, well, what is the opposite of anxiety? Mm -hmm. Peace and joy and all those types of things. So it really is coming down to going, okay, I recognize anxiety. That is not of God joy is, peace is. And so anxiety go in the name of Jesus, pretty simple. And I receive what is already mine, Mm -hmm. which is my inheritance of joy and peace. And I ask you, Lord, to begin to bring that into my life all the Mm -hmm. more. Help me know how to walk that out and to continue to be mindful of when anxiety comes in or worry comes in. And then recognizing in the weeks to come, we'll talk through more of that healing process, but recognizing that as we stand in our authority, it's not this big complicated prayer that you have to have written down and in your back pocket. It really is simply going as a son or daughter, I have this authority in the name of Jesus. You have to go Mm -hmm. and I'm receiving what is already mine. Mm -hmm. And from that place, we're able to really shift and move forward. I think sometimes the enemy tries to complicate things, but I think in our human nature, we can too of like, I don't really know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe we've seen things where it looked a certain way or however, but it's really kind of pulling it back and going, Lord, you don't make this hard or complicated. So I'm just going to kind of walk this out the way that you asked me to. I mean, I even think in scripture where Jesus, when the enemy came to him, he just kept saying, it's written, it's written, it's written, it's written. It wasn't a complicated conversation he had with the enemy. He really just kept it straight down to the brass tacks of truth. Right. Well, I'm thinking about a conversation I had recently with, he's actually a pastor in Uganda, Africa, and, you know, just kind of the spiritual awareness Mm -hmm. in some of those countries is even greater than what we experience here in the U.S. But anyway, he was just talking about how so many of the pastors that he works with there literally don't know how to take authority without yelling. (laughs) Like, (laughs) they just feel like I have to, like, I have to do it a certain way, say it a certain way, exercise it a certain way for it to actually work. Mm -hmm. But so he was just talking about how when he does it, like when he's, you know, walking through this with someone, he'll just, he'll sometimes even just whisper the name Jesus because the enemy doesn't, I mean, he doesn't need like hearing aids. Like you hear it when the name of Jesus <laughs> is spoken, it. it has authority, period. It's it doesn't so matter true. how, what volume it is spoken at. I'm not bashing on people who yell it, but I'm just totally. saying like, it's not like you said, it's not complicated. It doesn't have to be done a certain magical way. There's not a formula. Mm-hmm. It's just using the name. It's yes. just using the name of Jesus and saying, this is what's mine mm-hmm. and I'm claiming it. 
And I'm coming at it confidently because yes. I know who my Jesus is. Yes. And I know what he has afforded me. And frankly, I'm tired of being anxious and worried and all mm-hmm. these things. So that's enough is enough. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit practically about what that looks like. Because I think so often, you know, even as we hit in weeks to come, just about freedom from oppression and understanding, you know, those areas of darkness that we are talking about, those areas that we want to make sure we understand we have authority over, but that it's not supposed to be this ooky wooky, dark, scary thing. There's a reality of oppression really is just another word for pressure. Mm-hmm. It's any way the enemy tries to come and bring extra pressure in our lives. And so that could be depression. That could be a really sad day. That could be, you know, extra financial stress. That could be sickness. That could be different things that he just tries to bring in because he's our enemy and his job description is to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he does. And so when he tries to bring those things in, there is a simplicity of going, Lord, show me what it is that I need to take authority over. And then simply going in the name of Jesus, I take authority over whatever that area is, whatever that open door may be. I close the door to that in the name of Jesus and I receive what is mine, Mm -hmm. which is the opposite game, whatever other blessing or things that you really want in your life. But recognizing that it's the name of Jesus that positions us to do that. Mm -hmm. But I have found for years and years and years that there is a place of just when we recognize wow, I can actually do that and call things for what they are as the Holy Spirit shows me what I need to address. Suddenly there is a, a there is a lifting and there is a freedom and there is a peace and there's just this place of shifting that occurs that then positions me to have a different level of clarity. You know, even thinking back to a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about hearing the voice of God, you know, we talked about sometimes we can get stuck in going, oh gosh, was that me? Was that God? I mean, that really is just doubt and unbelief mm-hmm. that's probably trying to come in. So recognizing even in that moment, Doubt and unbelief go in the name of Jesus. I know God wants to speak to me, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus back in and see what God has to say. There's just a real simplicity to that Mm -hmm. that doesn't have to be yelling or screaming or hollering or any of those things. It really is a place of quiet confidence, knowing God's got it. And that because Jesus is standing behind me, there's nothing that will not bow its knee because his name is above every name. And when I use it, that means they're going to be bowing to what I say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and I think... We've hit on this a little bit, but you're saying that it's 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 simple. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not some crazy, first of all, ookie-wookie, as you always yeah. like to say, ookie-wookie. or just, you know, um, complicated thing. I, I think what's also important to point out is that when we, and I kind of mentioned this a little bit last week, but when we are talking about the authority that you're taking, we, we are really kind of focusing in when we talk about it, like mm-hmm. on a podcast in the study specific to the promises of God that, that he has promised to us in, in scripture or that's ours right. and part of our inheritance. And so that's kind of where we like to focus our attention when we're talking about these things. I do think that God can give people specific promises to their life that maybe aren't universal promises, but when we're talking about it, we want to be sure that we're sticking kind of to mm-hmm. what is very clear is a promise in scripture and scripture is full of them. And so, you know, one of the things that I've found to be really helpful in just walking in my authority is just making an actual list of the promises that God has said mm-hmm. in scripture are mine because I am his and there's a lot. And so in Christ, I have this, I am this, he's given me this, like, what are the things that I know that I know that I know because it's in the word of God are mm-hmm. promises to me as his daughter, writing those things out. And then on a regular basis, just declaring those out loud so that they are constantly 
ingrained in my yeah. in my heart and in my mind. So in those moments where maybe I feel like there's an attack on one of the things that's my inheritance, I recognize it very quickly mm-hmm. because I've been filling my mind with the truth of who I am and what is mine and who I am and what is mine. And like I, I have those things going through my mind on a regular basis so that whenever those get attacked or get pushed against, I know it, I recognize it, and I can stand up in the truth of God's word about what he's promised. I even think about how, you know, I just uh, recently got married a few months ago and I started looking through scripture and what are some of the promises that I want to declare over Mm -hmm. my marriage and over my relationship with my husband. And so I have a separate list of those like declarations from the word of God that I want to declare over my marriage. that's going to be true. And so now, like when those things kind of start getting pushed against her, I feel like we're not walking in that. I'm like, "Mm -mm, no way. (laughs) The word of God says this and this is our inheritance and this is what is ours because we are his and so I'm going to declare the truth of that and so I just think just literally sometimes making a list of declarations over your own life or over your children or over your marriage or over your workplace or whatever it might be that you just say on a regular basis I'm rising up in my authority and this is what I'm going to declare over Mm -hmm. my life or my loved one or whatever it might be so good and I think too the thought comes to mind I know we talked about this last week but I mean, we are really dealing when it comes to the enemy with a defeated foe. Mm-hmm. He only has as much authority in our lives as we give him. Because when Jesus died and was resurrected, all authority came to Jesus, as we talked about last week, who then delegated it to us. So the enemy has no authority. He has power still, and that'll be dealt with, as we talked about in Revelations 2010. Mm-hmm. He'll be dealt with, but he actually has no authority to be doing any of the things he's doing. He still has power, but only as much as we give him. Mm-hmm. And I think there's that place, too, sometimes of rising up in that godly confidence of, wait a minute, mm-hmm. you know, this is not okay. And this doesn't have to actually continue in my life unless I allow it to. And so really, I think even encouraging that, and even as we're talking about the promises of God, I looked it up as you were saying it, Mel, but there are 5,467 promises in the word of God. 5,467. Like we will not run out (laughs) of a few things to stand on. You know, there's just a couple. It's not like there's six or seven. So really coming back to the reality of like what God has put in our hands And I think sometimes as I've counseled or I've, you know, really worked with girls in the program, I think sometimes we can get so focused on the enemy and puff him up to be something that he's not. But really recognizing that when we get our eyes on the Lord and all that he has promised, all that he has done with us, all that he has spoken, how willing he is to come in and be that strong, mighty man of war for us that we, I mean, we have nothing but victory on the other side Mm -hmm. of the struggle. It really is just a matter of positioning ourselves for him to show up and do what he does mm-hmm. and to really put to work what he has put in our hands. Yep. Well, you know, I, I'm glad that we were able to spend today really talking about how to walk this out on a practical level. And as you've already said, as we go into these keys to freedom, I, you know, there are definitely practical steps to be taken, but there's also just something to be said about the positioning of your heart yeah. in all of it. And when you're coming at it in a position of, like you said, victor and not mm-hmm. a victim, um, when you're coming at it with the consciousness that I'm actually, I have a defeated foe. Yeah. And I have authority. Like when that is your mindset, it really is an absolute game changer when you walk through the keys to freedom that we're going to be discussing. And so it's just so foundational. It's so, so important. Um, not just in the life of every believer, but especially as you're walking through this journey that we're going to be kind of walking through over the weeks to come. And I would say too, Mel, just as we're getting ready to wrap up today's Mercy Talk, is I think there's just something to be said about being reminded of how committed the Lord is to our freedom, how committed he is to 
just our freedom from the enemy, from bondage, from all the junk. I think that we can know that in our heads, but to really be reminded that we are not in this on our own, that he gave us this authority for us to put to work so that we can walk in freedom, the same Mm -hmm. freedom that Christ died for us to have. And so I think there's just such a heartbeat of the father to really go, I don't want my kids living in bondage. I don't want them being under this heavy taskmaster of, you know, the issues and the things in life that we're able as believers to rise up and above, no matter what the darkness and difficulty may be, whether that's outward experiences or different situations that are going on, or whether that's an internal place that we need healing. I just think there's such an importance of us understanding that, especially in this day and age, Mm -hmm. that the Lord has fully equipped us to be able to walk in freedom and to really rise above. But we have to partner with him and we have to choose ownership and we have to really stop making excuses and get after what he has allowed us to really carry. Um, And so I think that would be just even an encouragement and even a reminder, as I say it, I'm reminding myself, like, what are the areas in my life that I've just kind of settled for Mm -hmm. that are just kind of gone mediocre where God's like, that's just not my best for you. Right. And I died so that you could have the best, not just to settle for good or okay. Absolutely. It's so good. Well, I'm really excited that we've laid this foundation and are ready to start jumping into the each of the individual keys to freedom. So that is where we are headed in the weeks and months to come. Mm -hmm. We're going to start unpacking each of those keys. And so starting next week, we're going to start with our first key on commitment and total commitment to Christ. I think we're going to kind of keep unpacking it the way that we did these last few weeks where we'll talk about the concept itself, but then we'll also start talking about really practical ways to apply that concept. And yeah. so make sure that you you know join us in these, in these coming weeks to hear more about our keys. Also want to be sure that we let people know that we've talked a lot on Mercy Talk about our Empower workshops, and we get really, really excited about those just because we've seen some really amazing things happen. You know, we believe in the things that we are equipping people with and training people with, but I just am never cease to be amazed by how the Lord shows up at these workshops and does things that we did not have on the agenda, did not have in the manual, and just the ways that he, as we say, always takes information and turns it into revelation. Mm -hmm. And so we have been blown away by the response that we've gotten from people and the ways that they are feeling equipped when they leave these workshops. So I say all of that to say, we've only been doing these in Nashville, and in just a few weeks, we're going to be doing our first Empower Workshop outside of the city of Nashville. So we are going to be in Monroe, Louisiana, which is our original Mercy location where it all began. We are going to be doing our first off-site, if you will, Empower Workshop, and so So that's going to be happening on Thursday and Friday, September 15th and 16th. And we actually have a deadline for registering for that workshop of September 1st. So literally one week from today is the deadline for registering. And I want to make sure and point out that for 2016 workshops, we kind of have a special deal going on where if you register, you can bring a friend for free. So it's literally two for one. And so again, you have a week. If you live in the Monroe, Louisiana area, if you know anybody who lives in that area and would like to come, we would absolutely love to have you there. And um, you can get information. You can register online at mercymultiplied.com. So again, one week until that deadline, make sure that you sign up. We are really excited about these workshops and what we're seeing. So hope to see you there and definitely hope that you will join us in the coming weeks here on Mercy Talk. Mercy Talk.